Hey, this is Thomas Q. Jones, former UVA All-American running back, and you're listening to The Jerry Ratcliffe Show. Wahoo! <clears throat> Welcome to The Jerry Ratcliffe Show. Chris Graham here with Jerry Ratcliffe. We've got a lot to talk about, so let's get into it. Jerry, Virginia, with a, a surprisingly thrilling basketball game win last night over Virginia Tech. I say that because there was a lot of offense in that game. I don't, I'm not sure if Tony Bennett's too happy about all the Virginia Tech offense, but Virginia, a 78-68 win over the Hokies, and Virginia um, putting the ball in the hole pretty well of late as well. So um, what are your some of your thoughts after after seeing that display last night? Yeah, I mean, how many times have we seen uh, <clears throat> games where Virginia and its opponent both shot well over 50% for the entire game? Um, it was a lot of offense, and um, – I, I uh, one thing that Tony said struck me pretty well is that Tech, with uh, a healthy Hunter Couture, uh, puts a lot of pressure on you to score because they're going to score, and so you better score. <laughs> yeah, and uh, that's the way it was all night long. Um, Virginia got off to a quick start, but uh, Tech caught it quickly, and uh, it was a battle. Even though Virginia at times had a Nine ten point advantage. Tech would would uh, was always hanging around and and stayed as close as they could. And uh, this Tech team, I was on a radio show with somebody earlier this week, and uh, I said, you know, they were thinking that there's nobody in the ACC that's going to. Yeah, he thought there was only two or three teams. Capable of winning the ACC title, and and, and you know, Tech has, has dug themselves into a deep hole. But I said there's a lot of teams out there who can jump up and bite you, and uh, don't take it for granted that Clemson, because they were seven and zero at the time, uh, is going to run away with it because there's just too many good teams out there who can get you. Granted, there are a few bottom feeders out there, but. Um, this tech team with Couture is dangerous, I think, and uh, they're going to beat some people that they uh, couldn't beat without him. And so um, I, I think uh, people should be le very leery if, if they're going to play the Hokies, uh, particularly if they're going to play in Blacksburg, as long as Couture stays healthy. Yeah, that team was 11-1 and and ranked before he got hurt. Uh, they've lost six straight now. Uh, including last night, but uh, you know, last night they lost on the road to a top ten team. So, uh, yeah, Couture looked good. Uh, he he was he had eleven point seven assists, four of eight shooting, three of six from three, and it just kind of spaced things out, kind of like how Ben Ben Vanderplas spaces things out for Virginia. He, uh, Couture may have only had eleven points, but his presence was definitely a difference maker for Virginia Tech. I love the admission from Tony Bennett post game last night. He actually said, rarely will you hear me say this, but we had to score. That's Tony Bennett does not like having to say those kind of things. Exactly. Um, that's a huge that, – that's the biggest compliment he can probably give to anybody, uh, an opposing coach, to Mike Young, that he had to score. to be His team had to score to be able to win that game last night. Yeah, and um, those two coaches really like each other, I think. They have great respect for one another, and they should. They're both excellent coaches and good guys. Um but yeah, Virginia had to score, and and did they? They had uh, they had five guys in double figures, and um, of course, one of them was uh, was one of our favorite guys, Kia Clark, who had twenty, 
and uh, five assists, one turnover, and uh, was just uh, just tore it up. Made some baskets. I didn't think anybody his size could possibly make it down in the lane, uh, which we're, we're, we've become accustomed to now. But people who haven't seen him play, it must blow their minds. Uh, it must have been it would have been fun sitting with uh, Stephon Curry and. Um, Ty Jerome and Draymond Green last night at the game. They Some of the Warriors were at the game, for those of you who may have missed it. And it would have been uh, interesting to hear their thoughts, to see uh, their reaction to uh, Kihei twisting and turning and <laughs> manipulating himself down through the lane uh, and scoring over guys that are six inches taller than he is. It was actually Moses Moody uh, that was with uh, Tr- Ty and, and uh, that who it was. I thought that's it was. who it was. Yeah, the, a former Arkansas guard. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, um, and and I know uh, uh, Kihei was asked about it after the game. He, you know, he was one of the two players came came back from Virginia uh, to, to the to the media room after the game. Um, what was it like playing in front of, of Steph Curry? And you know, Kihei's understated anyways. Yeah, it was a little you know a little little nerve wracking, but. Um, I thought now, so of course, you know, good numbers from Reese Beekman, 11.7 assists, you know, and he had that thunderous dunk at the end of the first half. Yeah. Everybody out of their seats. Brought um, Steph Curry out of his seat. He got Curry out of his seat too. Yeah. Yeah. And we <laughs> I saw the highlight of that. Um, but, uh, I thought overall, if you're talking about, we're playing, okay, there were also NBA scouts in attendance last night. I saw that there were scouts, you know, the Clippers had a couple scouts there. I think it was Detroit and, and the Knicks maybe. Um, and you're also, I mean, but sitting right there courtside is Steph Curry, the two-time MVP, four-time NBA champion, uh, on, on the short list for GOAT, uh, in, in NBA annals. Um, I think, uh, gosh, you know, I know Kihei and, and the key haters are, are going to say Chris Graham is once again lost his mind. I think Kihei played himself into a summer camp invite, maybe a, a training camp invite. Uh, with the way he played last night, because you know he 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 attacked the paint, he got to the rim, he made five layups, he had two threes, he had five assists, played great defense. He picked the pocket and got another layup, just like he's done a few times this year. I think doing that in front of Steph Curry, Steph Curry is going to go back and talk to somebody in Golden State's front office and say, "We got to get that guy at least in practice with us and see what he can do." Yeah, I mean, uh, he's a five-year starter essentially. <clears throat> the highest level of college basketball and um there's the very little he hasn't done uh he's a solid player on both ends of the court he's uh, a warrior he doesn't back down from anything he's got skill um i think he's earned at least an opportunity to uh show what he can do against that kind of competition and I hope somebody gives him a chance. I really do. I think he, he des- he's very deserving, and uh, who knows? He might uh, he might surprise some people. I mean, look at Muggsy Bugs for goodness sake, and uh, he's uh, you know <laughs> Kia Towers over Muggsy Bugs. I think. <laughs> well, you know, and Virginia, I've noticed, is listing in the uh, you know Eric Bacher is listing uh, <laughs> the sports information guy for basketball is now listing Kihei as five ten. So apparently. You know, in the last five years, he's grown an inch. Um, but they're trying to—they're trying to do what they can to get him closer to six feet tall, um, without us noticing. But Tony was only five eleven, and Tony was a point—a shooting point guard. Um, yeah, and and played in the NBA for three years, and would have played longer if not for that knee injury. So, 
you know, it's 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 the kind of thing where, yeah, okay, you know, he's he's five nine, and and the game is what it is. But um, who knows? You know, Ty had to have something to tell Steph Curry last night to get him to, you know, charter a jet to fly to Charlottesville, fly and then fly to Philadelphia or excuse me, Boston, where they're playing tonight. You know, instead of having a night off to to kind of rest and and relax and recuperate, hey, let's go see let's go see a game at JPJ. Ty had to, to me, he had to have an ulterior motive. Um, you know, who knows? He, he may have been telling Steph about this guy who badgered me in practice <laughs> to a point where I threw a ball at his head one time. And you got to see him in person. And then Kihei has that game in front of him. Eh, stranger things have happened. Yeah, I imagine he probably wanted to get a look at Bigman too. And, and he, oh, yeah, that too. he certainly didn't disappoint. Uh, he had 11 points, seven assists, no turnovers, one steal. One block shot, um, made uh, four out of ten shots overall, one out of three from the arc, um, and just showed, uh, you know, his basketball IQ, I think, in, in a very heated game. So, um, and my goodness, uh, Franklin certainly didn't hurt himself either. He was six of nine. From the floor, um, 15 points, one assist, no turnovers. So Virginia's backcourt opened a lot of eyes last night, uh, I think, um, playing against a, a pretty good defense. Uh, Beekman is – excuse me, uh, Franklin is averaging 15.4 points a game in his last seven games since that little rough stretch he went through. Um, 15.4 points he mentioned, six of nine last night, two of three from three. He's been shooting – uh, 45% from three in his last seven. Um, and they're they're using him and really everybody a little differently. I, I know it was talked about at the postgame last night. Um, the the little three-man uh, action that they're running with um, Vanderplas, who's getting in, you know, he's starting now at the five. Um, and the, the screens they're setting, whether it's Vanderplas and Franklin uh, setting screens for each other down low to get the ball in the post, and then one floating out to the three-point line, or if it's Vanderplas and, and Gardner. Um, there, Tony is, you know, fans have been, some fans have been saying for years, he needed to add some more wrinkles to his offense, the mover blocker as the base. Uh, you know, it's been around for a while. Uh, some some teams really play against it well. Um, you know, he's, he's he added some things earlier in the season that uh, created some, some pick and roll action, high pick and roll action for Beekman and, and uh, Clark to get in the lane. Uh, and now this this little triangle kind of stuff that he's working um, they've been using that with great success the past few games. And and Vanderplas has, has done well with it. Franklin's done well with it. Gardner had a, a solid light, night last night, 12 points, 5 of 6 shooting. Um, this is a, <laughs> at least for the last three games, has been an offensive juggernaut, these Virginia Cavaliers. Yeah. Is is that the same old Phil Jackson triangle that he used to run with the Bulls and the Lakers? I, there, I, there's some similarities. They're 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 setting more screens than the old triangle offense of the Lakers and Bulls with Jackson. But there's 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 you know the the concept of three guys and then having two guys in either corner, uh, kind of to 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 draw out the the possibility if if you if you overcommit to the post. Those three, those guys in the corners are open for threes, and you got Clark on one side, and usually McNeely or, or Franklin on the other. It, it's yeah, it's it's really using the personnel well. Yeah, and it puts the defense in, into 
uh, an awkward position because it's hard to stop, really. If you got guys who can score at, at each of those points of the triangle, and and Virginia does, so um, credit to Tony Bennett for figuring something else out to throw at opponents because, uh, I mean, you're going to need everything you can get to win the ACC this year and, and go beyond, go deep into the tournament, and, and that's just another thing that people hadn't had to deal with before. He's got lineup flexibility like he had in 2019. Uh, yeah. You know, when I, I remember there would be times you would see Jack Salt sub out and Kihei Clark sub in for him. Um, <laughs> five nine for six eleven. Uh, but you know, Caden Shedrick's only played nine minutes the last two games. Francisco Caffaro's not played in the last two, and in fact, in three of the last five, he's got DNPs. But um, he said last night, "Hey, those guys need to be ready. They need to still, you know, keep keep practicing hard because." there are going to be matchups that, that those guys are going to be back in for the 20, 25 minutes a game. So, um, but Vanderplas gives him flexibility. Franklin, now that he's shown he's, you know, he can play in the post a little bit, he, you know, not necessarily as a, as a, as he's playing a small four, certainly, but these, he's got some guys who give him that flexibility. Like we saw with that group that had Deandre Hunter and Braxton key who were so flexible could play positions one through five. He's got some guys this year. who can do the same kind of thing. Yeah, and you know, had Leonard Hamilton started his seven foot four guy uh, down in Tallahassee last weekend, Tony was prepared to to go with a bigger lineup to start with and and see what would happen. Um, and Leonard elected not to go that route, so he he was able to stick with the smaller lineup. And we expected they would do that against Tech last night because Tech's not not the biggest lineup in the world, so. It'll be interesting to see uh, how long he can continue to do that. Uh, maybe again at Wake Forest this this weekend. Yeah, you know, Carolina comes to mind as a team. Uh, and, of course, that's the, the the program it worked against the first time, but it, without Armando Bacot, who got injured. But they still – Carolina still had some some bigs in the game uh, who were pretty effective in the first half of, of the game last week. Yeah, you know, a, a lot of college teams, you, you know, it, we've, the game has gotten away from the Ralph Sampson, Patrick Ewing era, Alonzo Mourning, where you had a big guy that you fed the ball in the post, and, and that guy did a lot of damage. Now, a lot of teams start, you know, six, eight guys at center, and, you know, that, that six, eight center shoots threes. I mean, that, so, um, you know, you you we might likely see Vanderplas out there more often than not, and but then, yeah, then then when there needs to be. I'm thinking Purdue. If Virginia ever plays Purdue, yeah. if they see them in the NCAA tournament, which, you know, Virginia fans think, hey, that's in the Final Four when we'll finally see Purdue. You see that 7-4 guy, you're probably not going to start Vanderplas against against him uh, uh, right away. But, uh, you know, other than that, you know, against most college teams, I think that that the, uh, the lineup that Tony's had the last few games that's working really well probably works against most teams. And I think Tony prefers to play that way, really, if, if he had his choice. And he's talked about that for years, that, you know, college basketball is trending away from the really huge lineups <laughs> that we used to see. And, uh, you know, Duke had a lot of success over the years, uh, back when they were really hot and winning national titles uh, with a smaller lineup to – to a degree, and I just think that Tony uh, Tony would rather go that route if he can. And I, I think the way college basketball is today, it, it kind of affords him to use that philosophy, and he's taking advantage of it.
and uh, it's 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 been fun to watch, really. It is fun. And Steph Curry's Golden State Warriors, they, those four championships without yeah. a center. Um, they had a seven footer for at least one of those, Kevin Durant, but he's a seven foot basically big guard. So um, that's where the game is. And Tony is uh, is is definitely getting out there on that forefront. Uh, so I haven't looked at Wake Forest. I know just anecdotally, just because of following the scores, they've got. I mean, they they had a big win this week. They beat Clemson at home. They've got a, a double digit win at home over Duke. Um, without doing the the investigation that I'll, I'll do tomorrow, um, Virginia fans are probably pretty well aware this Wake Forest team in Winston Salem is a pretty good team. Yeah, they're they're always hard to beat, and and uh, doesn't matter. <clears throat> Who the coach is, and they they do have a good coach, but um, they they're always hard to beat in Winston Salem. It doesn't matter what kind of team they have; they've always given Virginia fits for the most part. And uh, I, I haven't looked at them yet either. I'll do that tonight. But um, they're you know they're the first team to knock off Clemson this year, and I you know I thought somebody was going to do that. I, I'm still not sold on Clemson. Um, how many times have we seen them get off to hot starts? And I know this team is a little different. Uh, Brad Brown uh, Brownell does a really good job with with his talent, and um, but I, I I figured somebody was going to get them pretty soon. And yeah, I, I, you know somebody was talking about how the schedule favors them. They don't have as brutal a schedule as some of the other teams do remaining, but. Um, they still got to go through the gamut. Uh, there's still more, a little bit more than half a season left as of this coming weekend. Um, so I, you know, I think the ACC is there for the taking, and you know, the way Virginia's playing, why not? I mean, they they're one game behind the Tigers, and um, I, yeah, I just I, I think Virginia's poised and in a good place right now. The way they're playing. The way they're playing right now, yeah, yeah, six and two overall in the ACC. Um, that game, the uh, Wake game, is two o'clock on Saturday. That's uh, down in Winston Salem. Um, so look to Jerry's preview tonight and tomorrow. I'll, I'll have a preview tomorrow as well, uh, looking at Wake Forest team and kind of what Virginia fans can expect uh, when we see the the two teams match up on Saturday. Um, Jerry, some football news. Uh, it, it's it's the kind of stuff that. You know, I, we we talk about this a lot, Jerry. That that the uh, the the seasons never really end. <laughs> Football season was over for a couple of months ago for Virginia, yeah. but we got some. We actually have some some news to j- jump into here. With uh, first, um, maybe the, we'll talk about the offensive new offensive line coach for Virginia. Finally, after um, the departure of Garrett Touje last month, to head back down to NC State to reunite and head to NC State, I should say, to reunite with Robert and I, who's now the the offensive coordinator down there. Um, Virginia had that job open for a while, an uncomfortable amount of time for some people. Uh, but uh, uh, Terry Heffernan, uh, most recently of Stanford with an NFL pedigree, is a new O-line coach at UVA. Yeah, he uh, worked a little bit with the Buffalo Bills before going out to Stanford. And, uh, of course, that uh, that long ride uh, at Stanford came to an end when they, they fired their coach in December. Uh, we kind of saw that coming. Uh, they had a, a, a nice program for a long time out there and were contenders uh, in the Pac-12 for m- several years. Um, 
We don't know a lot about him. We haven't. He hasn't been introduced to the media yet. I understand he's already out on the road recruiting for Virginia, as all the coaches are right now, trying to uh, get a jump on the 2024 class, which I'm told in the state of Virginia is, is pretty solid. Uh, and certainly Virginia <laughs> needs to make some inroads there. I did a story this week on uh, what the impact of Dre Bly leaving, getting fired at Carolina might have um, on Virginia recruiting in the state. And um, I was talking to Matt Hatfield, who was Virginia Preps editor down there, and he agrees, uh, and I'm sure you do as well, that this is a golden opportunity for the Cavaliers and the Hokies, really, to regain uh, some strength in that territory. Uh, Bly was obviously uh, from Chesapeake and uh, was an All-American, played the NFL, and came back and joined Mac Brown's staff. Um before he was let go uh, a week ago and uh, dominated recruiting in that area pretty much, uh, at least against uh, state of Virginia teams and drew a lot of talent out of there. So it's, it's a, a chance for Virginia to get back on the, on the recruiting map down there. And uh, hopefully they will, uh, you know, Tony Elliott told us back on signing day, in December that by the time he got here last year <clears throat> that and hired a staff that when they went to visit kids down there and, and around the state that, you know, they were essentially too late that all those guys were too far down the road in the recruiting process to consider Virginia at that point. So now uh, they've had just as much chance as anybody to dig in and, and go for some, uh, some talent in the, 757 and around the state. And um, speaking of uh, recruiting, they, they did get a transfer portal commitment this past week. And uh, Kyle, uh, uh, Tavon Kyle, who's a 5'11 cornerback from Iowa State, um, I guess he probably played with Brock Purdy. <laughs> I would, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. yeah. Originally from uh, Valdosta, Georgia, and a great program. Uh, down in Valdosta, they have good football down there, right on the border of Florida and, and uh, Georgia. Uh, he chose Virginia over Purdue and East Carolina. Uh, he was a three-star in high school. Uh, played in 32 games. Uh, was honorable mention All Big 12 in 2019 and 20. <clears throat> Don't know exactly uh, uh, what happened uh, to him after that, uh, but. Uh, he joined uh, Cameron Kelly from Carolina, who came to UVA through the portal from from uh, North Carolina last week. He's a Chesapeake kid. Uh, I think we talked about him last week. So um, this kid at least has some experience, 372, 372 snaps uh, at Iowa State, and he had some uh, – some decent uh, pro football focus uh, numbers, if, if I recall. So um, much needed cornerback. Uh, don't know that he's a Fentrell Cypress type, but uh, he does fill a void for Virginia at that position. He had a really good 2020. Um, when I looked at his, his numbers on pro football focus, he allowed 23 receptions on 45 targets. 
His NFL pass rating against was 64.1, which is a really good number. His, yeah. I don't know what happened to him in 2021. I could not figure out. He didn't play much in 2021. He might um, have been hurt, but we there was nothing to indicate that. No, yeah. I, I kept everything I could think of in Google to like look up injury and you know, cave on tile. I couldn't find anything. Yeah. Um, last year's numbers were 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 not as good as they were in 2020, but hey, he's a he's a power five experienced cornerback he's he played for four years uh three and a half years um he's not he, yeah he's not he doesn't have the Fentrell cypress numbers or the anthony johnson numbers virginia's losing a couple of really good ones there but um you know uh, gosh he's he's got p5 experience and so um that's the, you, you need a guy that you know you can plug in he'll be a plug-in guy right away and and be able to give him a lot of snaps um so that that's big news there and so the offensive line coach situation's figured out. Uh, you know, Tony Elliott had said last month that his uh, signing day presser, they still needed three offensive linemen. So uh, I'm sure that's why Heffernan is out there working the beat, trying to not, not just for 2024, but probably trying to figure out some 2023 transfer guys he can get to come in. They, the room just needs some bodies. Yeah. Um, and uh, the cornerback room has a, a, another body, which is important. So there's there's some progress on the football side of things. Um you know, gosh, Jerry, I'm thinking through uh, as uh, as I'm thinking through some other stuff. The, the baseball team, uh, top twenty in three of the six national polls that are out so far. The other three aren't out, so the the three that are out have Virginia all in the top twenty, somewhere between fifteen and twenty uh, in the polls. So we're not that far from baseball season starting, about a month away. Hard to think that that's the case. Yeah, I think uh, I think we'll probably be talking to Brian O'Connor pretty soon, and. Uh... Oh, uh, on the basketball recruiting front, I wanted to mention that uh, Tony Bennett, I, I think, for the first time in his 14 years here, uh, I may be wrong about this, but I think it's right. He has uh, offered a ninth grader uh, scholarship, uh, and, and he's a state kid. Uh, I haven't had a lot of state kids in the program in a while, so uh, a kid named Latrell Almond. He's a 6'8", 215-pound center from John Marshall High School in Richmond. Uh, moved up here from uh, Southern Pines, North Carolina, just outside the Pinehurst area, uh, I guess, over the summer. And um, uh, he plays for Team Loaded 2026. Um, it's hard to think in those numbers. Last <laughs> <laughs> 2026, but uh, – uh, this kid, um, they just destroyed some team in a tournament in D.C. back in June, and apparently there was a lot of college coaches there. And immediately after the game, I think Georgetown, uh, Rutgers, I think Rutgers might have been the first, Texas A&M, NC State, and somebody else uh, jumped on him right after the game, offered him scholarships, <laughs> and the kid was talking about how his life changed in a matter of uh, – two hours. Um, but I'm told that uh, he's just a very uncommon kid for a ninth grader. Uh, I mean, he was offered before he was actually in the ninth grade by these schools. So that's, uh, that tells you something. Um, apparently he has an incredible basketball IQ. He just moves so well, understands the game. He's a good shooter, a good defender, uh, physical already. Um, I'm sure he'll grow if he's six eight as a ninth grader. Uh, don't know how much, but 
um, for Team Loaded, he plays along with a 6'11 kid, uh, Cozy, and I have no idea how to pronounce his name. Uh, um, met you before. Uh, no, that couldn't be right. I have no idea, but he's a big kid. He's working with a big kid. He's from Virginia Beach. I do. Apparently they run a a very effective (laughs) high low uh, offense with those two. So um, I think we'll be hearing a lot about this kid over the next couple of years. And I guess it's good that, uh, you know, it's hard to imagine offering ninth ninth graders, but I think uh, this kid might be the exception and, and reason Tony Bennett jumped on him early. Um, I guess it was Bronco that told us a couple of years ago, and, and uh, I know it's not basketball, but he he was saying that, you know, some of these kids now, if you don't offer them in the seventh or eighth grade, they take it as an insult and you don't, <laughs> you're already out of the picture. So I guess, I guess you have to get in, uh, get in early. You got to get it on the record, man. You, you know, just you get it. You already don't get in. <laughs> you don't get in. Yeah. Hey, just I'm, it's a placeholder. Like, hey, I, I see, I was there. I was there when you were in the ninth grade. You know, that's wow. That is something. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, if, if you're if he's getting offers already, um, he's going to get sixty five Power Five offers or sixty five Power Five schools. Uh, you don't want to be the one to leave out. So to be left out. So especially know. if he's in your backyard. And he's in your backyard. Yeah, and you know, I mean, you got to God, you really, especially for Virginia, you can't just project his basketball, but you got to project his academics too. Um, you know, he's probably taking algebra, you know, <laughs> he's got, yeah, he's, got yeah. he's got some stuff to take before he gets to college. So, um, yeah, that's, that's the hard part of projecting. You're thinking about, a all, all the stuff he's going to go through the next three or four years. So that's, that's, Absolutely. that's interesting. That's interesting. Um, what else Jerry's on your mind as we're maybe moving towards wrapping up the show? Uh, really not much. We'll just be keeping up with the hoops and the football recruiting. And, and uh, as we start to delve our way into spring sports, uh, not sure that we're all ready for that yet, but I guess some, some of the fans are um, kind of complicates our schedules and lives, obviously, but um, that's about it. I, I do want to um, thank our sponsors, um, a bevy of them, uh, the good feet store, uh, Jonathan Cotton, I think he, um, I think we talked last week about how he sponsored some stuff at the Carolina game. What a good guy he is. I mean, <laughs> he's everywhere too. I saw some some pictures of him. I think he was taking pictures of uh, 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 Dick Vitale and, and somebody at the, before that game. I, I think he might've been, he might've been there last night with uh, Curry and those guys. I'm not, I think he might've, uh, nestled himself into that uh, uh, a photo or two there. I'm not sure, but uh, I wonder how they got those good seats. Yeah, they got they got really good seats. <laughs> they were over there next to John Grisham, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which we're going to have John on here uh, sometime this month. He won't, he said he could do one this month, so we'll uh, have him back on. Um, maybe next week, depending on his schedule. He's a busy dude. But I wanted to thank the Good Feet Store and Jonathan Cotton, what what good people they are. If you have any kind of uh, foot walking, running problems, uh, go see them. Uh, discomfort with your hips, uh, knee, feet, ankles, etc. They have arches that will uh, support your feet and straighten out your discomfort. And uh, I can testify to that. They've helped me. And um, also Ragged Mountain Running Shop. 
Mark and Cynthia Lorenzoni, great people. They've got all the shoes and running gear you need uh, for when uh, Good Feet straightens out your uh, your foot or, <laughs> or running walking problems. You can go over there and get some equipment at uh, Ragged Mountain. Uh, the Aberdeen Barn, great people. <clears throat> uh, best steakhouse in Virginia, wonderful people. We appreciate their support. And UVA Orthopedics out there, their new facility on Ivy Mountain Road. And our newest sponsor, Roback, R-H-O-B-A-C-K. Got their hat on right here. It's after, uh, you see the doggy up here. It's after a uh, a dog, I think, from uh, South Africa. And I got uh, I got on one of their, uh, I think they call these uh, Q-Zips. Uh, very comfortable. Um, and uh, I, I, I've been wearing some of their clothes the past couple of weeks. I don't want to take them off. They're so comfortable. They're extremely versatile. You can wear them in the office, uh, night out at the basketball game or, uh, or wherever. Um, they have uh, performance polos. They have uh, performance hoodies. They have a women's line that they've just introduced. So you gals uh, uh, have not been left out. They have great clothes of very attractive uh, clothing for for everyone uh, one of the cool things I like about them is they're based right here in Charlottesville I think they're one of the fastest growing companies in the United States Chris and um, some former uh, Darden people I think are the ones who created this company so you know that uh, you know they're uh, they're on the ball uh, no question about it uh, they support college athletics um, they signed Kihei Clark, our, one of our favorite guys and one of your favorite guys to NIL package. Uh, also, uh, Baycott down Carolina, uh, a couple of football players from Notre Dame and Alabama. So they're all over the place. And, uh, again, they're growing quickly. So, um, they give you the best fit, the best feel. And, uh, all you got to do is go to our website and click on the robot. R-H-O-B-A-C-K, you can't miss their logo. Click on it. It gives you a catalog of all their uh, clothing, and it's I, I love it. They have all kinds of stuff, um, and I think you will too. And uh, use the code UVA Jerry, UVA Jerry, and uh, you'll get a generous 20% off of your first order. And uh, you'll be helping us, and you'll be helping uh, Kihei Clark, and and be helping uh, a great company here, right here in Charlottesville. It's uh, Wahoo people, so uh, check them out. A company that helps Jerry Ratcliffe style and profile, like he is here on the show today. <laughs> last couple of weeks, hey, you've been you've been rocking the gear the last couple of weeks for the Roback folks. So yeah, absolutely. I need to catch up. I, I you know I need to catch up with your style here. So. I got to get hooked up. I got to get, I got to get to work here. Yeah. Um, well, I think that'll wrap us up for the week. Thanks to everyone for listening. Go to jerryratcliffe.com. Go to augustafreepress.com for more on UVA athletics. Everyone have a great week. Looking for a great dining experience in Charlottesville? Look no further than the Aberdeen barn. The barn has been family owned and operated since 1965 with Terry and Angela providing great atmosphere and mouth-watering food at Virginia's Big Time Steakhouse. 
Enjoy the fine dining or relax in the Sportsman's Bar, a fantastic place to wind down and socialize, surrounded by flat screen televisions tuned to the latest sporting events. You never know who you might bump into at the Aberdeen Barn, where all the greatest Cavaliers have dined over the decades and keep coming back for the delicious menu and good times. Check it out online at AberdeenBarn.com or call 434-296-4630. Hi, it's Jonathan Cotton with the Good Feet Store. As a lifelong runner, the pain in my feet was debilitating. Finally, I went into the Good Feet Store and found the answer personally fit art supports. They helped me so much I ran my first marathon that year. Then because I believed in the Goodfeet system so much, I bought the store. I'm so happy to offer my hometown community the opportunity to find relief from foot, knee, and back pain. The Goodfeet store is located in the shops at Stonefield near Trader Joe's. Book your appointment today at goodfeet.com. UVA Orthopedics and Sports Medicine boast one of the finest teams of doctors in the country, and they're right here in Charlottesville to not only provide care for the University of Virginia athletic teams, but also the Charlottesville and Central Virginia communities. UVA Orthopedics has been a proud sponsor of the Jerry Ratcliffe Show for the past two years, with numerous team members featured in weekly segments where doctors share great insight into various sports injuries, what causes them, how to treat them, and recovery time. Their team of experts are there for you and offer the best care to solve your health problems and get you back on your feet. Let their team of specialists get you back in the game. 